0: Sick.
1: All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Apes podcast with uh, your apes, me and uh, Marquina. Today we have on a guest. I think we've gone full circle. I don't know if you guys know, but I indulge sometimes in some debates on a foreign app made from a foreign government. But today we have on uh, a friend, uh, Avani, who also participates in these um, kind of TikTok discussions. And yeah, so welcome on. Hello. Would you? Uh, for me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, so people have an idea, um, and then we can go and ask some questions.
2: So I am Avani. Obviously, um, I grew up in Texas. Um, I grew up pretty Christian, um, but I I am trans, um, and I've been the, like struggled with that ever since I was a little kid. Um, I was a hardcore liberal for most of my life um and then just kind of like doing the debates and and getting other people's perspectives i started changing so i'm a little bit i'm more of a trans conservative nowadays and Mm -hmm. yeah that's just a little background
1: yeah which is pretty rare nowadays we were talking about that you don't see a lot of trans conservatives nowadays why do you think that is
2: um, because most of them are afraid to speak out. I I feel like a lot of times we are taken down, we are um, blocked, we are our microphones are taken away, our voices, and there's a lot more of us. We we just don't hear from them because they they don't want that backlash. They don't want the community to attack them.
0: Mm-hmm. Are Are you saying as a trans person, as a conservative, or as both? I, I'm saying it as both. Okay, I see. I see
1: yeah um it was interesting actually because um i think we had debated a while ago and then like more recently i saw that you kind of changed your stance on a lot of things and i was wondering like oh you know what is it that made you change these things and then you told me a story um i don't know if you're comfortable with sharing that story like what really happened what is it that the thing that made you kind of change yeah so like what kind
2: of like made me change my my viewpoint is Because I I always thought that being trans was having a mental disorder. Mm. Um, And so when I went up to a trans person's life, me and another guest, um, both trans women, we kind of like came and we we said that being trans was a mental illness. You know, you can't be non-binary trans. You can't be gender fluid and be trans because it's something that is not chosen. And that kind of like struck a lot of people's nerves and we were attacked immediately. You know, people came on, they were crying and it was just this whole show. And essentially, you know, I lost my accounts. Uh-huh. So when I created the new accounts and um, I, I was continued being attacked, being talked about videos making, made about me and um, it just led me to go down a path where I started doing more research, I started opening, opening up my eyes to the different perspective and essentially looking at the science, looking at everything, it made me really change into being more conservative because I realized that why am I really going along with liberals? Mm -hmm. It's not about that they're correct. It's not about that they're right. It's about feeling a part of something was feeling accepted for the first time it wasn't mm-hmm. really about i believe it. and when i realized that i i acknowledged that no like i'm not a liberal i don't believe in these things i have my own identity i have my own brain and science is science so you can't change that mm-hmm.
1: yeah um just real quick heads up we got a little apparently zoom only allows you to do 30 minutes so we might have to like kind of uh we we had a little technical problem but yeah but we'll we'll figure it out in eight minutes yeah um but Um, yeah so you're you're saying that you felt almost like you were part of a group and then that's why that was reinforcing your beliefs
2: yeah yeah so you know and and a lot of people don't realize that when you feel included in something you get blind
1: Hmm. you don't
2: really think about anything else
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and they're good at that like um these communities that they make you feel like you really are part of something and that you you're, you have a, an ultimate message that is one of empathy and is good. You know? So it's hard to... Yeah, and, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and they create that mentality. They, they create that mentality that you need them. They create the mentality that you are oppressed mm-hmm. when you aren't. I'm not oppressed. I'm able to transition perfectly. And I, I think it's that notion that we need something we need someone that gets people entrapped in that in that movement
0: Mm -hmm. do you do you think um there's like a certain level of maybe gaslighting where they make you think a certain thing uh in order for like that group or that ideology to kind of get the benefits out of that of just
2: having
0: Uh, yes of
2: course so so... yes of course and I'm sorry.
0: No, no, you're good. There's a little lag between the Zoom. Do you think you could give, like, a maybe a specific example of something like this?
2: Yeah, so a specific example would be, for example, the medical community, right? The medical community. No.
0: A little phone call.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to end It's Not letting me. Sorry. You're good. Um, We're getting um, by. Yeah. So essentially, um, uh, one, part of the gaslighting um, that that happens is, for example, the medical community. The medical community likes to portray these drugs, these surgical procedures, as something that um, is good for us, mm-hmm. and the reality is quite different. Um, they, you know, cause impairment. They cause mutilation. Sometimes when you get vaginoplasty. You can't pee. You can't feel anything down there. And um, and it's sort of gaslighting because when you question, when you ask them about it, they turn around. They're like, well, I'm the doctor. I'm the doctor. I know what's Mm -hmm. best.
1: Yeah. And
2: it's, you know, it's detrimental to people that go through these things and to children, especially that haven't fully developed. Mm
1: -hmm yeah I think that that's a big problem. everyone purports that they're a biologist or a fucking doctor i mean um that that's one thing, and then the other is I feel like the actual ultimate cause, which is taking care of people who are trans or uh you, you know people who might not feel as represented in society, gets lost in the ideology and it gets lost and it's you- you're like a prime kind of show of that where you weren't being represented in the community even though your best interests are, you know, in a way also fulfilling for you and you're very attached to the community. So, like, what's what ulterior motive could you have when talking about, you know, medical procedures that might be dangerous and we have to proceed with caution? Like, what's an ulterior motive that you might have when you're going through it? I don't understand, you know? That's why I think it's probably beneficial that that you show this voice. I mean, there aren't very trans conservatives that you've said— So Uh,
2: because they kind of I'm assuming you're talking about like what they feel. So essentially what what essentially they're feeling is they they, that we're taking something away and they don't realize that what I'm doing and that I'm saying this is because we need to do more research, we need more funding, we need Mm -hmm. more clarification. Mm -hmm. They're seeing it as me attacking and saying you can't do this. When it, in reality, it's more about the precaution, the dangers of doing that, thing. that. And I, look, I don't care what adults do with their bodies. My concern is children. Right. Children at 12 getting miscellaneous, there's dangers mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. And people are like, no, well, the doctor's not best. No, doctor, here in America, being a doctor, you earn a lot of money. It's the medical care here in America is privatized. Nice. And people don't realize that. People don't think about it
1: mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm.
0: so so you think uh there should be like certain age restrictions on when uh like a, a young person can go ahead and get like uh, a quote-unquote sex change
2: yeah yeah i, I don't think they should get it below the age of 18 i, I think 25 really as mm-hmm. if you really want to get down to the science nobody's brain is developed until they're 25 years
0: old, right? Do you do you think there's a reason why they're kind of pushing this so much? Like, uh, you know, validate the child's feeling, accept the child's feelings that he feels like a boy, he feels like a girl, whatever. What 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 do you think, if any, the reason behind this is?
2: Because they look at themselves and they said, "Man, I wish I could have done this before puberty." They're thinking about themselves. It's selfish. They're not really thinking about the long-term impacts of going through this at such a young age. A nine-year-old should not be taking puberty blockers. They think that oh, we transition them sooner, they can conform more. What right. they're really doing is enabling the, the discrimination that happens towards trans. They're saying we have to conform to the bullies, mm-hmm. and that should not be that should not be a thing.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I think um, you're saying a lot of truths here. I don't know. Do you believe that the, the TikTok platform is a good one to kind of uh, express this message? Because I don't see a lot of uh, good faith debates, at least nowadays.
2: It, it is essential. And let me tell you why. Because even one time speaking about it, there's one person that's going to go away from that time that you're speaking about it. And they're going to go away thinking, man... Maybe I should really do more research. Mm -hmm. So even though TikTok is such a liberal platform, essentially talking about it on there, one of those children are going to go back and think to what I see on that platform. They're going to say, you know what? That person was right. I looked at it. It, There is a lot of dangers and maybe I shouldn't go through it.
1: But it is hard, right? It is hard to actually uh, accept that. Because as you said before, if you feel like you're part of a group, then it's very hard to kind of detach from that group and think for yourself, you know. And I think this group is also inviting and stuff if you say exactly what they want you to say. And if they if you don't, like maybe you had a disagreement, then instantly they kick you out, you know.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's just one of those things that we have to deconstruct. And, yeah, it, it's going to be hard, but, you know, we, we have to continue. I We were talking about,
1: let's see. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok and how it's—you're uh, you, saying it's—it's it's actually a good, maybe not a great place, but an essential place. Yes. Okay. And uh, have you converted anyone? You think? Have you convinced anyone? Because I think that's very hard to—it's hard to come by.
2: Yeah, um, I would say I've had a lot of question. Um, I wouldn't say convert. I would say that they definitely like second guess, and um, I've had a couple of. Um, 17 year olds come in and thank me for giving them the different perspective Hmm. but i wouldn't know for sure if they actually changed their
0: point of view that makes sense could you so could you maybe tell us about kind of your your story from the beginning i don't know how comfortable you'll be with it obviously there's like you have a good level of anonymity right now um but like when did you start thinking um uh, like about transgenderism, how did you get involved with the movement? Have you had any changes? uh How old are you? Stuff like that.
2: Yeah, so um I, at a very young age, I already knew that I was gay, I already knew that I was uh, attracted to men, right? And so I struggled with that for years. You know, I, I came out to my parents, they were not accepting. Um, at first, um, I went through a lot of issues with that. Um, and slowly, they, they still weren't accepting, um, but it was just tolerable, if that makes sense. Um, and then, just kind of like over time, you know, at the time that I hit like 16, I started looking at my, myself in the mirror and I started feeling like I was in the wrong sex, if that makes sense. And so, like, I started looking at women. I was like, I feel like I. I want to be female. Mm -hmm. And so, um, with that, it just came with more mental health issues. I started having more depression, more anxiety. Um, And so, eventually, I started Googling and doing my own research. um, And I found, you know, transgender. I didn't know what it was. I I really did not know what it was. but I found what it meant to be transgender. Um, And I was like, you know, maybe I I am this, maybe I am transgender because I want to be the opposite sex for like no apparent reason. Mm -hmm. So, um, then with that, you know, it just involved, you know, looking into surgeries, hormones. Um, and you know, at age 18, I finally started doing hormones and, um, that's all I've been doing for the past three years. I'm 21 right now. And the past three years, I've been taking it slow. I've been, you know, just upping my medication slowly, because um, I don't want to rush into uh, getting surgeries, getting the hormones, or anything like that. Because even at the age of eighteen, I understood, I understood that there was effects with these medications, mm-hmm. and I am prone to having and experiencing harsher effects when it comes to medication. So I wanted to take my time. and I'm still taking my time. So. That's kind of like where I'm at, like my transition. And that's like kind of like a little backstory to like me being transgender. I, I didn't always know. It just started out with me being gay and I had to come out twice. I told my parents that I was gay at first at, at 12 years old. And then I told them I was trans at sixteen.
0: So. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. So you started taking uh, hormones at 18, you said. Yes. So how how did that look like? Did you approach a doctor and ask for it? Was there some sort of like medical evaluation? What do they give you? Stuff like that.
2: Um. Well, it wasn't really that hard. It was mostly just a phone call. There, you know, I made the phone call to a doctor in Austin, and when I made that phone call, all they did was like schedule me an appointment, right? But in that appointment, it automatically prescribed. Hormones. It, it. I didn't really have to do anything, as far as like um, blood checks, labs, or anything. Um, yeah, I had to do labs like every month, but it, in order to get the hormones, I didn't have to go through any process. It, it, it was just a
0: phone call. And do you think they've made you feel better, uh, maybe more comfortable with yourself, with your body, less anxious about like who you are? What do you think their effects has been? Their
2: their effects have been harsh. I'm not going to lie. Um, I felt like when I took them, I felt even more dysphoric because I don't have the surgeries. I don't look like a female. Um, so I feel like it enhanced it really. Um, and that's why I'm striving to get the surgeries. I don't want to get bottom surgery, get the other surgeries um, because I, I still feel it, it, it's way worse than what it was before. mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what like? Why why do you think you've continued to take the hormones or the medications if you think it's kind of exacerbated the situation?
2: Because even though it's like in, increased the dysphoria, I feel like once I transition or I get to a point where I look myself, look at myself, and I don't look masculine, mm-hmm. I, I I feel like it will diminish um and that's just kind of like what i'm hoping for it's really just hope it's not really like a setting you don't actually know the effects of these medications mm-hmm. or how they're gonna help me transition is different for every person
0: okay so so you're kind of it sounds like you you are kind of taking a bit of a risk or you're thinking like you know maybe it'll get worse before it gets a lot better
2: Uh, No, I'm definitely taking a risk. I have a high risk of osteoporosis, cancers, um, shedding of the enamels, blindness, uh, brain swelling. These are all effects that could happen. Um, I have a chance of having Alzheimer's at 50 years old. So, yeah, there's an increased chance and increased risk that I'm taking by taking this one.
1: I think, I don't know, nowadays it's... It's not really approach in that from from that starting point, where um, you you acknowledge that being trans is not something that should be glamorized. It's something that you have to deal with and that you have to take risks to conform with. But nowadays, it's like I don't know what, what's your perception of it. I th- I feel like a lot of people are siding with trans or stating they're trans when, in effect, they're not experiencing the same hardships that you are.
2: Because they. Want to? Let me just tell you something. These people, they are, they are the exact definition of um, trend um, chasers. Mm-hmm. They think that being trans is a trend. They think it's something to glorify, and the issue is, is because they don't feel accepted at home or school or whatever the, is the case. They want to be accepted into a community that was once. A medical issue it was it was a community striving to solve the medical issues for the trans people that are experiencing all the problems that I'm experiencing these people are just people who want to identify whatever they can identify as to make themselves feel special and unique
1: mm mm-hmm. and make themselves feel like they're part of a group and feel like they're doing they're on the right track and like because it is um it's I don't know, like I, I think conversations would be a lot more constructive when having especially someone who is going through it who actually understands it. On the other hand, like a lot of the debates, especially on TikTok, it's like just you know, it's just like some some straight white girl talking on behalf of trans girl of trans people, you know? Like yeah, when they're, yeah it is. Yeah. Like,
2: for example, I was debating yesterday and this activist told me that I had internalized transphobia because <laughs> I said
0: wait, wait. I said that. And she they us, saying that he had
1: internalized transphobia.
0: What does that mean? Oh, oh internalized transphobia. As a transgender person. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. As yeah. a transgender person, yes. Jesus Christ,
2: and it, it's crazy because I said that they were aiding in the fact that we have to conform. They were telling they were saying that people have to take these medications. They have to give the surgeries. And when people say that, they're saying that we have to conform. So what does that tell the little kids, the little 12-year-olds that are gender that are experiencing gender nonconformity? Mm. It's telling them, hey, take these hormones, take these, um, uh, get these surgeries, because you have to conform. You have to give in to the bullies. And I told them that what they were doing is that they were really enabling the abusers. They were enabling the the people that go out and haunt us and and, and really try and hurt us—that that's really what they're doing. They're not really
0: helping the community, right? Yeah. So, so you think it's kind of like the the movement is kind of um, what's the word?
1: Um, it's like hijacked.
0: Yeah, like it, like it's doing things that at the end of the day are not beneficial to itself or to the people that make up this group. Yeah, most definitely. It's,
2: it's not. They're, they're doing things that are not beneficial. We have the numbers in this community to come together and to say, you know what? We need more research. We need more money to go into this research. And and we need to really increase the probability that when people get surgeries, they don't unalive or they don't die. Sorry, I forget. We're not on TikTok they, they don't die.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you, oh, you can't boy. you have to say <laughs> our word, S8, and, uh, oh and all this <laughs> and alive Oh my
2: god. It's 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 really hard, you know, trying to debate and have to limit yourself. But in all reality like what I'm saying is, you know, we would make such more of an impact in society if the group came together, but they want to separate it for that reason because they don't want us to come together.
0: I think what you're saying makes a ton of sense. I think you guys would, you know, as a transgender community, make more impact, do better for yourselves. If it was more people, like, thinking logically, um, having conversations like this where kind of both sides are open-minded and are genuinely curious what the other side has to say. Like, if I see... A crazy person screaming shit at me throwing shit at me that's that's exactly when i don't want to listen and i say "Fuck yeah. you like you know get out of here yeah but if have someone like you that that is like interested and wanting to tell me their story and see what i think about it i'm gonna be more prone to to paying attention and to and to being open-minded to what you have to say yeah yeah and
2: another thing is that what kind of limits that communication as well is that they're Demanding—they're demanding compliance. So they're not demanding for you to come to the table and have equal mm-hmm. opportunity to speak. They're demanding compliance. They're saying, "You don't agree with me. You don't—you eh, don't conform to my ideology. I'm gonna ruin your career. I'm gonna take away your means of supporting yourself." That's exactly what they're saying. They're saying, "Okay, you don't call me by my correct pronouns. I'm gonna have you locked up. I'm gonna have you pay a fine." It shouldn't be like that. I mean, we live in the United States. It should be, you know, the Constitution, the First Amendment, the free speech. Right. But it's not. We really don't have free speech in this country. Hmm.
0: Now that you brought up the pronouns, what, what do you think about, um, I'm sure you heard about what happened, like, when Jor- when Jordan Peterson initially blew up, I think it was Bill C-16 that uh, made it a criminal offense to misgender someone or use their incorrect pronouns in Canada. What do you think about that?
2: I find it really disgusting that we've come to a point where we have to conform to people's feelings. Your feelings do not matter when we're talking about policy, when we're talking about politics. People, what they don't get is that people don't owe them respect. Respect is not given, it is earned. We owe common courtesy, but even that people can be rude to you. People have a right to be rude. Essentially. Is that fair? Is that it is that fair? Yes, it is fair because you can do the same thing. But is it is it um, what's the word? Is it good? Like does it make you happy? No. Like it doesn't make me happy when people are rude to me. People mm-hmm. have that right. But and I don't I just don't get why is it that we have to conform to their feelings? What about my feelings? What about the women in, in sports feelings when they are getting um, overrun by transgender athletes those feelings don't matter so why do why do your feelings matter see this is the problem that i have with them is that it's all about them it's selfishness it's not really about everybody else it's not about us as a community here in the united states
0: this is so this is awesome to me like this is the first time I, i i hear this kind of point of view coming from someone that like actually lived it and experienced it and been kind of in the group and in the ideology
2: Yeah, and, and,
0: you know, like I said, there's a lot more of us. (laughs) You know,
2: I'm only one person, but, you know, thousands of us actually think like this. We're just afraid. We're afraid what's going to happen.
1: That's so ironic that you're afraid by the own people who are purporting to progress your ideology, the people who are purporting to care about the community. You're afraid to speak up against them, you know, which is crazy. Yeah, it's it's
2: because it boils down to them, you know, acting out and, and being violent I mean I've gotten death threats in my Jeez, instrument what? you know because of the things that I talk about and I've had to literally hide every single piece of evidence of my real name of my address of my emails I've had to you know go and buy protective software to put on my social media so it doesn't nobody hacks it like the these people go to the extreme of doxy and it, it's just really dangerous. It really is.
1: Yeah. no, it's-
0: well, um, Do you think there was like a, a
1: specific point uh,
0: where you kind of maybe snapped at like, you know, this isn't the way I should be thinking about things. I should approach them in this other way. Is there a specific time?
2: No, because what they should have gotten when they were little is someone to tell them no. No, this I is not correct. You're wrong.
0: I mean like you you personally. So you, you you initially kind of formed part of of the left, I guess, kind of the gender ideology. Do you think there was a, a moment that uh you, you it kinda clicked and you're like I I wanna be more conservative in the way I approach this? Oh okay, okay, okay. Um
2: not necessarily. I wouldn't say there was like the exact one. I feel like it just kinda like went on with the time that makes
0: sense
1: Mm -hmm. yeah but i think as you touched up on before the cancel culture today and you could do this right so you're transgender so like say me and you were debating about a certain topic if you wanted to in the way that the rules are set today you could say well actually you know i'm a transgender you don't get to have an opinion on this right and that was actually something that was brought up the other day when i saw these people debate and it's like one one of the one of the debates that's really going around TikTok right now is I'm sure as you know like cis is not a slur right. Yeah. Wait.
0: What,
1: what? People are saying like calling like cis itself so like cisgender, cis is not a slur. It's not a. It's not a slur. Okay.
0: Cis is what like straight.
1: Yeah. Straight people. Just, yeah. Okay. And uh, I remember I was like talking to these people about it, and then they were saying, they just, I essentially got them to say that like, it's good. To, it's not. It's a. Uh, What what is it? It's a descriptive word. So and it's good to it's useful to have descriptive words like cis or like white or like black and stuff. Because if me and my black friends are having a discussion, and you're white, it's useful to use the descriptive word white because you don't enter this discussion, right? And things like that, which is it's it's crazy to me, and it's kind of it's kind of relating to what you were saying and. You could, as a trans, say the same thing. I don't think that that's constructive of a healthy society at all. I think that it doesn't make any sense, right? Because then I give them an example, right? Like, like, I think this girl gave me an example of like, uh, how, how do you treat uh, this type of hair that black people have, right? And I was like, I don't know, right? I, I don't know. But what do you say to bald black people, right? Like, What do you say to people who don't have that problem either? Like, you're not thinking. Imagine if there is a a certain policy that affected black people primarily. And it's like, okay, what if I was adopted by black parents, I lived in a black community my whole life, and now you have a black person who's adopted by white parents, and he lives in a white community his whole life. You're going to give him, like, more say in, in this policy than me, who is more directly affected by this policy? It doesn't make any sense. It's not constructive. And it's all reversed, and... The, the good strategy, I think, which is what we were alluding to earlier is don't have long conversations, interrupt them and call them racist and trans, you know, transphobic and homophobic early on. You know, I think that that's something that we see today a lot.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, people need to understand. Anybody, you don't have to. Again, I love this saying and I got it from my Wash. You don't have to be a dog to know what a dog post and you don't have to be you don't have to be a black person. you don't have to be a transgender person. you don't have to be a gay person. Talk about the experiences. That mm-hmm. they go Why? Because you can see it by data. You can see it by, by interviewing people like me like you're doing now. and you can go then and you can talk about it. Why? Because you are gaming all of this is information mm-hmm. and you can go and relay that information. The problem is, is that they often um, forget that equality, and I'm saying this, that equality is everybody being equal. Meaning, if you're telling someone else that they can't speak about something because they're white, because they're black, because they're Mexican, whatever, you're being racist.
1: Hmm.
2: You're being racist because equality means everybody's the same. That means everybody can speak about whatever they want to speak about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's many, there's many like counterintuitive things. Like they just don't, contradictory things in the ideology itself, you know. I think I brought up one the other day, which is, is really a side point, like a tangent, but it's like, I, I feel like the same people who uh, endorse and like promote these, um, the transgender is a, you know, a transgender woman is a woman, right? They're using the definition of woman, which is the, like the social definition, not an adult female. And on the same hand... They're saying fuck social social um, social constructs, fuck gender norms, but at the same time, you're trying to reinforce gender norms by including another group of people in the gender norm. So, you know, it it doesn't make a lot of it doesn't make any sense. It's like even to your own ideology. But I think that that's not uh, that's not so bad for this ideology. Like, po- it's it's a lot, It's almost like postmodernism, as Jordan Peterson would say. Like, you don't essentially value logic you essentially say that every attempt at logic is a, a fight for a struggle for power. So you don't have to be logical. And when you debate someone who isn't being logical, then you already lost. Like they don't value evidence. They don't value logic, logical conclusions, uh, cause and effect. All these, They don't value these things. So you lost essentially when someone can make any argument without having any type of consistency. You yeah, know?
2: yeah, And. Another thing I just want to add on to, um, when they talk about, when trans women talk about, I, I am a trans woman, so therefore I'm a woman, Mm -hmm. but in the same sentence, they say, I deserve equality. You know, that's what they always say. I deserve equality. Mm -hmm. But then they say, I am a woman, but they are essentially saying equality means being equal. What does being equal mean? It means being the same. You are not the same as a woman. Okay. So you can't use equality and being you being a trans woman, being women in the same sentence mm-hmm. because being a trans woman and being a woman are not
0: the same. Right. It implies something's different there. Yeah. Um, interesting.
1: Yeah. And you could see that essentially also like in the things that you said earlier with sports or like prison, like, right. Like it, it's all, I mean, you wouldn't, even if right now you're you were born male and now you're transitioning and you're transgender but like if someone were to go to prison right you wouldn't want a a male born person to go to prison with female born people and it's like there the the whole thing kind of falls apart because it's like if you're a woman then you should be able to go to female prison something like that but then you can see really fast i mean there's been cases people getting impregnated or something like that where it's not you know, and I think there there is something to say about the social construct social construct around fe- uh, women and men, but in a lot of important feats and of of society like sports, prison, things of those sorts, it's gonna fall down to sex, you know, and yeah, mm-hmm. um, and and, uh, and
2: the thing is,
0: oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead,
2: please. Uh, I was gonna say, um, well, the, the thing is, is that you know. People, the reason why they complain is because when doctors tell them, they say, hey, you can change your sex, right? They they always say that you can change your sex. If I give a genoplasty, the the penis is still a penis, even though it's cut up. It's still a penis. Hmm. And they seem to miss that message that even though you can get all of these reconstructions with body parts, those body parts are still male, it it doesn't change from being male to female. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that disconnect and and doctors are partially to blame for that,
0: for that disconnect. Mm -hmm. So, so for you personally, like, you think it's more about looking or representing a female body than actually becoming one? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more
2: resembling one. Like if I go get surgeries, I'm just resembling a, a female. I will never be female. I will never be female. That's why I can't claim that I'm a woman. And you know, I what I don't understand is why we are criminalizing being called trans woman. Like, what is so wrong with the term trans
1: that's, woman? That's the first thing I say. Like when people are saying, "Oh, oh trans woman is woman," but like, why not a trans woman? What's so bad about saying that? Mm-hmm. You know. And I don't understand the arguments. I think it's something like integrating with society and stuff, but.
0: I think it's what Avar is saying, that there's a certain disconnect between, you know, you can uh, c- cut up and do all these surgeries, but at the end of the day, it's still a penis and you still are a male. Is that kind of what you were saying?
2: Yeah. And, you know, you can get you can get anything done. You're still a male. If I go into a doctor's office, I'm still going to have to go get my prostate checked. I'm still going to have to get medical just for being a male. Mm-hmm. That's never going to go away.
0: Um. So another hot topic that you you kind of mentioned a few minutes ago was the whole sports thing What what do you think is like the right approach? Um, for trans women or trans men or, or anything Within like the sports world. I don't know if you play any sports, uh, but what, what's kind of your take on that? Um, my take on that is
2: Don't allow them in the sport with a biological woman or a biological man. It is unfair You have, well, not really for the trans men, but for the trans women specifically, it is unfair. For the trans men, they might get trampled because you're going up a biological male. but for the trans woman, you are inserting yourself in a category of biological women and you are using what is biologically given to, to be superior to them. You are taking away their chances of succeeding when they are competing within their own sex and you are you are a different sex. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. There's no amount of hormones that I can take that would change my biology. My biology is still my biology. Mm-hmm. That is never going to change.
0: I think that's another piece of, like, the whole movement being a bit, um, like, counterproductive. And I think a lot of people are being even more turned off or becoming more against it because of the way they're approaching the whole sports thing. The, the most obvious example being... Uh, Leah Thomas and swimming. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I kind of don't understand that either. Like why? What again? Why do you think they're they're pushing so hard for for trans women to be allowed into biological women's sports? What's the the point behind it?
2: So, uh, I I might get a lot of people mad for for this answer, but it's the On same censor, thing man. that they told me. And they, t- they told me this. The same thing that, that the guy told me. That I had internalized transphobia. They're afraid of being transgender. They're transphobic. Hmm. They, they're mad. Because they can't be the opposite sex. That's reality.
1: Yeah. It's like some projection.
2: Yep. It's projecting. And, and they, they want to feel included as much as they can. And it's at the expense of regular people that don't have
1: a uh, a voice mm-hmm. yeah i mean i don't know what the intentions i mean there's i mean i know some intentions but i can tell you what it feels like and a lot of it feels like poking the bear to see how much you can get before it fucking goes crazy you know before the bear eats you right and right now i feel like everything is accepted everything is okay and i'm completely for that i think Differences of opinion should be able to be manifested. But obviously some sides, some ideologies don't allow for that. Some ideologies say, like, if I'm listening to someone and I completely disagree with him and he's just wrong, right? Whatever. You're just morally he's saying something heinous. But he has a point, right? Like he he's actually being consistent. He's being articulate. He's being w- with his arguments. It's like I can't blame him too much. And are you saying that as people who debate this transgender inclusion in sports, like, are you saying that people don't have enough of an argument to say that there are some biological differences and those differences are going to be relevant in the sports realm? Like, are you saying that that's not a good argument enough to cancel someone? Like, are you saying, oh, well, you're... It's essentially the same thing as being racist, just straight-up racist, saying... Hey look these differences which are you know scientifically proven might actually influ- influence the performance of different sexes it's like that's a decent argument and that's an argument that you shouldn't it's like i feel like it's dismissed so often as put in the same category as like races or stuff like that you know and it, yeah. it, it's it's just not productive it's not constructive it's almost like a struggle for power it's like let's see if we can make this good argument let's see if we can dismiss it solely by reinforcing it with a bunch of people who like are strong and vocal and loud about what they what their ideology is and if they get that done it's almost like a power thing you know and that's what it feels like a lot of the time because a lot of these things like me and you talking about this like obviously you uh you know me you are uh, being transgender and me we're having a rational debate well not even a debate we're just having a rational discussion about what what the facts are and how we can pr- proceed in life you know and onto that i would say like what is something that you feel uh could accommodate transgenders more in society i, I think we asked this uh with a past guest which was uh blind and uh we ask them what is it something that could integrate you and in society a little bit better? Like what what do you think for transgenders is something that can make them a little it make your life a little bit easier and the struggles you've been through?
2: Um, I, I think one of the things that would make it way easier is ending the propaganda that people put into politics. When you have propaganda that is based off of feelings and not really facts. You are hurting that community Um, and you are hurting the entire nation because you are having, like I said before, you are having children, being, having screen time and being presented with information that is based on feelings rather than facts. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I would change that would really help, that I think would really help transgender people is to... Make a law stating that doctors, first of all, have to be truthful in the medications and what they do and what they cause, and that we can't experiment. We can't sit here and put out propaganda information saying that they're safe, and then experiment on on people when they when they take these medications because that's what it is. It's experimentation. I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think doing that and ending propaganda that is being put into politics i think that would benefit everybody not just transgender people but straight people every single group
0: of people in this country yeah did you see um a few months ago they passed the quote-unquote don't say gay bill in florida uh yes I, I i was
2: keeping a close eye on that one yeah um so what do you think about that i I loved the bill. I love the bill. Um, Because for me, it's essential for parents to be involved. Um, Right? So we can't exclude parents from the medical decisions um, of children. Mm -hmm. If a child is experiencing gender nonconformity, that parent has the right to know. It doesn't matter if they have, and and I'm sorry to say this, uh, another thing that they're probably going to get mad at me for, But it doesn't matter if there's a possibility that the child is going to be abused And i'm saying this as a as a person Mm -hmm. right who has been abused because of being different i was abused and i still think that is essential for parents to know because how are we how are we supposed to move forward and to progress when we are restricting people's rights to know what is going on with with our children and within within the world within our country it, it doesn't make sense to me it's it's a step backwards not not forward
1: yeah
0: i think it's really brave that you can say that um like especially as someone that's been through it uh who like you said you grew up in a very christian household your parents didn't take it well when you when you came out to them either time so i mean i, I that answer kind of took me by surprise to be honest with you <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that's also another issue, right? Because it's, I don't know, there's so many issues. But I think you could be a kind of, if as you said, something that can progress the transgender movement is this sway of ideologies. And I think you can, you're a good representative for that. I mean, I'd much rather someone who is transgender talk about um, the experience of being transgender than just a random person, you know, that's like purporting these same talking point messages over and over and over again. So I think that you're you're probably a good demonstration of that, and you've been through every like you've been through being transgender, and you've been through being taken into this group and how it feels to uh to like just you know to 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 be swayed by by the herd mentality, right? Yeah, uh, and you
2: know, but here's the thing: I think we all need to. I think conservatives, because I see a lot of divide among conservatives, and I think it's something that needs. To- talked about we can't we can't move forward if we don't have a front if, i don't see don't us word, winning in law i don't see us winning in representation if we don't move forward as a as a front. so I, I i you know and and yes it's important to have every voice but i think the voices that need to be heard are those parents are parents that have a fear that their child is going to be indoctrinated. The child are, are going to be sexualized, are going to be put into a position where they have to change their gender because they're being influenced by teachers. I think those voices are most important. And I think it's important to highlight the fact that, you know, children are the future. So I think mm-hmm. we need to focus on that and we need to have a united front on that. And I think starting from that point, I think we can move forward.
0: As a um, I like that you brought up the future and that kind of all your our children are the future I've I've heard a lot about kind of and this kind of gets into like conspiracy theories a bit maybe but I've heard a lot about like plots from other countries say Russia China stuff like that that basically their goal is to uh sexualize and feminize Uh, the men and the overall population in this country do you think maybe uh, by the way things are going that could be a possibility and obviously this is pure like speculation, what do you think it looks like?
2: Well, I wouldn't say it's like a foreign government, I would say it's the feminist movement I think feminists have enabled um you know toxic toxic women to go out and to say men have to be like this men have to be like that and i think it's that feminist mentality that has led men to be more feminized rather than uh being masculine mm-hmm. and i think that's also a danger i mean we we need strong men it's like we need strong women mm-hmm. right um but men are essential for the production of this country and women are essential for the for the brains, right? For the brains of this country. Mm-hmm. If we don't have men to work to be the, the arm, then the brain is going to have no movement, right? So we need both and I think this toxic femininity that is being spread out throughout this country is it is hurting the country. It's hurting our nation and it's leading us to disaster.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that that's part, partly partly the reason why we are at the point that we are today is because we've had throughout history and evolutionary history, like this dichotomy of male and female. And like that balances itself and counterbalances. But I feel like a lot of the movement today is almost trying to mi- mix everyone. You know, there's infinite genders. There's like, there's no, no structured dichotomy and stuff. And you're losing that balance, right? It's all, everything is try- kind of going up in the air. And it's all like a fight for power almost. So I feel like it is important to have a thing such as a male and for it to be represented in society and such a thing as a female. And like right now, I mean, you you hear so much of like toxic masculinity. Like, and we we, like, what what are we going to do? You know, there's so many elements that contribute to actually like us, males disagreeing, females disagreeing and like being rational and stuff. It's just so easy to get caught up in the all-inclusive like equal outcome stuff that we're losing these identities almost and in anywhere in the world like these identities are definitely more like accentuated for sure i would say like nowadays it's like the image of the alien we're trying to achieve like that everyone is that gray like you know just asexual gray uh big head type of you know like, we're trying, like, there's a value to progress and, and having these differences and, like, how they, like, contribute and how they, one goes to the other and you have differences of opinion. But I feel like, I don't know, the feminist movement is just, even today, like, I, I, and do you, do you think that it's a little bit turning around? Because I see it a little bit turning around, like, um, some people saying that they don't support the feminist movement as it is today, as it is expressed today.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of people that are outspoken about it. A lot of women, um, mm-hmm. but you know, even if you have one person, if they're loud enough, they can still maintain that power. So,
1: yeah, you one, just need loud
2: it, it can become a cancer. People need to realize that even if it's a small thing. You see that with terrorist groups all the time. Even though they split up, they're cancer, and they they will spread.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. So.
0: Before we started, you said that you were thinking about starting your own podcast. Um, what, what what do you think you would want to talk about? I, I feel like talking about
2: um, gender. Gender and the fact that trans women don't have to give in to conform. Uh, we don't have to conform to be trans women. We just need to be trans women. Stop trying to be women. Like that's, that's what I want to talk about. Just stop trying to be women. Stop trying to be something that you can never be because... It's mentally capacitating, you know. It, you know, at the end of the day, like you, you will hurt yourself, and I, I think that's the main thing that I want to talk about because I think a lot of trans women are lost. Yeah. You know, they think they, they think they can menstruate They, they can't. They, they think they, they can give birth. I'm
0: sorry. They think. They
1: can well, that's a big birth. one. Now, I learned actually recently huh? on TikTok that men, males, can give birth.
0: If you go if you go on Google and you look up, can males give birth? First thing that pops up is a picture of a pregnant, like this man.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah, but <laughs> I'm sorry to say, and I, again, it's gonna make people mad. But there's a difference between trans men and a man. Hmm. There's a difference between a trans woman and a woman. Um, a trans woman. I'm sorry, but you cannot get hurt. No, you can't menstruate, and I think it's essential to reinstate that in society
1: education yeah i think it's crazy though that we have to like preface our arguments by like oh it's gonna make people mad where if you look at it logically like we are saying things to better people who are affected with these things people who are actually transgender whereas the the rest of it just seems like a movement where they have no idea they haven't spoken to a transgender or like if they have it's someone who has been completely engulfed by this ideology so it's like we at the end of the day right you're you're transgender but you're human right you're a human who wants to just feel better about themselves and wants to maybe provide something to society or maybe just like operate in a way that you're happy and you feel satisfied so like that's the important thing right and we we, it's like we're attaching things that don't belong so like obviously i want you to be happy obviously i want you to be like even for selfish reasons, right this is the, this is the selfish argument. like you want other people to succeed so that you can have better things, right? So even if you're selfishly motivated, you want other people to feel better to to be good. so what do you mean? Well, like this is an argument that was brought up. it's like um it's only it's only logical that you want other people to be rich, that so you want other people to be successful, even from a selfish standpoint, so that you can have better things right? Because they can produce more or whatever. So like, the, at the end of the day, it's like, I feel you, you're actually speaking for what's going on. And the fact that now we have to preface things by saying, oh, this is going to piss people off. It's like, it doesn't like, it's going to piss people off who are counter to your point, And your point is improving the lives of transgenders, you know? And you're actually speaking in a way that you believe having gone through it and having experienced it is going to be most beneficial. Like, I don't understand how, you know, like, I can understand how I don't agree with certain things like maybe going with hormones with kids to a younger age. I can understand that. I can make an argument for that. But how am I going to dismiss your experience when you're being honest right? and you don't have an agenda and you don't have, like, something to go after? When you're telling me what could help people in your community, all I have to do is listen and then try and, you know, like... Progress in a way where obviously, if you make a change in society, it's going to affect everyone. Right. So, like, we, it has to be like a dialogue. And nowadays, it's not. Nowadays, it feels like, oh, we've already figured it out. This is what it is. Trans woman is a woman. Right. Like, we have to, you're wrong if you believe otherwise. And even like, why do you want to be a woman? Like, if LeBron James didn't want to be MJ, you know, like, he wanted to be LeBron James, he wanted to be like a different one. And he was admired from that. He was, like, a transgender woman, like, seeing that we've progressed in a way that they can be happier and they can be more satisfied, they're definitely going to be more, like, contribute more to society in a way that you get respected, you know? Like, as we said in, in, earlier in the, in, the, in the podcast, respect is earned, right? So, if you become a very successful transgender woman, and now you're, like, the idol of a transgender woman, you're right now integrated into society just as much as those social constructs of male and, sorry, the men and women are. So, like, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, you don't have to force it. It's like, find the best way to progress, just like I think you are doing, and then be great, you know? And then that's that's itself. You just earn the respect of everyone, right?
2: Yeah, but it's, like I said, it's what they're preaching is compliance. It's, it's not, give me respect back in return. Um, it's compliance, and that's never going to work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely not not a good not in a way that people want it,
0: yeah. Um Avari, what do you see like for your future in terms of your family, yourself, uh maybe you as an advocate, uh maybe you as a transgender person. What what do you see in your future?
2: Honestly, I I'm going to school right now and I want to continue my education into business, get a philosophy degree. And I want to go and be a voice for these people. Um, and the reason why I, I want to do that is because I I really feel like we have lost our way. Um, and I want to go into politics, and I want to give a different perspective of what trans people are. The perspective that is giving now is aiding in the discrimination that we feel every single and it's it's because of our own actions. We are responsible for the hate that we are getting because of that disconnect that we just talked about. And even though it doesn't make it okay, we, we have to acknowledge and we have to stand up and say, you know what, enough is enough. This is the facts. I am transgender. I am part of your society. Just give me respect. That's what the gay movement is. He said, "Hey, I'm gay. I'm just as human as you, and I deserve respect." That's all they said. Hmm. That's all they said, and it happened. Look at look at all the rights that they have now. They live. Happy. Why can't the trans community do that? And it's it, it, it's in part because of these trans activists that sit by. They sit idly by, getting thousands, millions of dollars, while they spew nonsense. So yeah. I want to be that person that stands up and says no. That is wrong. This is correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's admirable. I think that's right.
0: Um, um, is there any, if you could give like one piece of advice to, uh, I'll give you a follow-up question after this one. If there's one piece of advice you could give to a young person that like you, uh, that thinks they're they're in the wrong body or in the wrong sex, what piece of advice would it be?
2: I would tell them to love themselves first transition if you don't love yourself first if you don't allow yourself to experience your biological sex first you won't know the correct pathway that you will take and yeah just love yourself love yourself first fix your mental health issues first and then proceed to take hormones and surgeries
0: Mm. If, if need be if need be, yes. Um, and then my follow up question is more broadly, uh just what piece of advice would you give to anyone that's around our age? Obviously it could be the same one, but maybe it could be different too.
2: Don't sit back and be a follower. Set out your own path, think for yourself and think as an adult. Don't think as a child, think as a five year old, think as an adult. Because your actions have implications. And when you sit by on social media, and in the workplace, and you do things, and you say things, children that are around you will pick up on that. And they will think, they will think that that is correct. So just be mindful and, and act like an adult and think for yourself.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice. And I would hope people actually take it, you know, think, think, don't just do shit, you know. Um, but yeah, it was great having you on. Um, we'll, we'll have this podcast out soon, and uh, yeah, thank you again. And I'll probably see you around on the on the debates. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me on. Is
0: the, is there anything else you want to say to the lovely people of the internet? Yeah. Um,
2: just don't forget, stop preaching equity. preach, preach equality. <laughs> Equity is saying we have the same things, while equality is saying we have the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, preach equity or equality, not equity.
0: <laughs>
1: Egalitarianism. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that would be an interesting conversation, too, if we if we want to have another one about that. Maybe we'll have a TikToker on the other side. We'll have Kenzie on.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. No, not Kenzie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Who's Kenzie? Who's Kenzie? Well, just, I don't know. I think I've, I've tortured her enough with those discussions. I don't think she wants to talk to me anymore. But, okay. All right. Well, thank you for coming on and uh, maybe another discussion about egalitarianism in the future. We're all equal.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right.
1: Thanks. So much. Thanks, Have thanks for a good sharing week. your story, man. Bye, everyone. See you next week.
2: Bye. Wait, wait, wait.